Hey, girl. Picture this. You, your comfiest PJs, and a phone call with your absolute BFF. Well, guess what? The Mom Betch Podcast is your new virtual girlfriend on speed dial, serving up all the real talk, laughter, and support you need. Go to www.mombetch.com and stream where you listen to your podcasts. Mom Betch Podcast is ready for you. Welcome to the show, my fierce and unstoppable sisters. You have just arrived at a place where we believe in the transformative power of healing the mind, body, and soul. If you're here, I know you're ready to overcome the trauma, fear, and self-doubt that has been holding you back. Because that was me not that long ago, feeling so alone and like I could never fully heal and move forward. But let me tell you this, it is possible to break free, to heal, and to thrive. But I'm also going to be real with you. It's not going to be easy. Healing is hard work and it takes courage to face the past. But you didn't come here for easy, did you? You came here for transformation. And through my own healing, I learned the key to unlocking our truest selves is by learning to love ourselves deeply and stepping into our power and intuition. So if you're ready to do the work, if you're ready to dig deep and explore the power of emotional healing, spiritual growth, and physical gains, Come join me on this transformative journey that can free you in ways you never thought possible. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to She Wakes Up. Uh, I just want to really quick say thank you to everybody that has reached out, has followed, has left me messages. I really appreciate it. And I know I say this a lot, but I really do. Every day when I get a notification from you on my page for something, I just... It, it fills my heart and I never ever want you to ever think that I don't appreciate and that I'm not grateful because I really truly am. So I just wanted to start the episode on a positive note. I also want to let you know that I have updated my link tree, which is the link that you'll see when you go to my social media accounts. Um, and when you visit there, I've got a list of different links that you can check out, things that I'm doing right now, um, but I've updated that. So there's some new stuff on there if you want to go over there and check that out. Um, but today's episode is, it could be potentially a little bit triggering. So I wanted to throw that out there in the very beginning to let you know that this episode is going to be talking about mental health, um, possible conversation around suicide. And so while I feel that it's a very necessary conversation, it's been something that has been a topic idea since I started this podcast, because this is something that speaks heavily to me personally. And I like to record my episodes in the moment when I'm feeling something. So I have a list of running topics, but I don't necessarily record on that topic on that day. It's just something that gives me some inspiration. And then when I feel like it, that's why I haven't recorded on this is just because I haven't been in it. It's a heavy topic, um, but it's come to a point where I'm ready to discuss and also that May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I just thought that now is the time to have this conversation, but I want to preface this conversation with that warning for anybody that needs to step away. Um, Again, like I said, this is something that hits really close to home for me, and if you've listened to any of the past episodes, you may have gotten a glimpse of, you know, what that looks like for me, but um, growing up, my family on my mom's side, and, and it wasn't immediate family, but close enough relatives to where I was in the know about some mental health diagnoses in my family when I was younger. And I remember what that looked like and the struggle 
and the stigma that was attached to that. And I just remember seeing how difficult it was for the people in my family that were diagnosed with these mental health disorders to just function, to just get out of bed. And I, I could never wrap my head around it because I, you know, I wasn't struggling with mental health. And um, I, you know, I could understand how people would assume that these people are just lazy and, you know, are they can't go to work and they just sleep all day or play video games. And it, you know, a lot of the time it was because they were battling something heavy. And honestly, it humbled me to see that growing up, knowing that now when you see people or, or when I see people with mental health issues and having worked in public health and dealing with that on a one-on-one and then also to, you know, with my daughter dealing with her issues with mental health, it, um, you know, it really gave me a different perspective. So I was not super aware when I was younger, but enough to know that it was something serious and something that you know, somebody shouldn't be judged just because they have this diagnosis. And I also understood that life was a little harder for these people. So when I was going through this initially with my daughter, um, I, I came to the table with that perspective initially, you know, like, okay, well, you know, I understand and we're going to get through this and I'm here to support you and, you know, whatever we got to do. And, you know, I'm still doing that. It's like, how can you not be? My frustration is that the mental health, and this is not a political podcast, so I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole on that, but my whole thing is that mental health is a huge, huge issue that we are seeing, and we are seeing rates of suicide in particular have increased. They were going down in uh, 2019, and then after the pandemic, they have just skyrocketed, and um, we're not really seeing that dip back down. And teens are affected. I mean, there's millions of teens with diagnoses like anxiety and major depressive disorder. And if you know anything about uh, mental health, it's like this whole jump through the hoop system to get answers. And the answers that you get are very gray. You don't really get any sort of um, definitive answers to give you a good direction on where to go. It's like, here are some options with what we know based on these lists of symptoms that you are telling us that you have, and we can medicate you, which for the younger population can be very scary because a lot of these medications, there are not long-term side effects um, that we just don't know. We, we have a lot of unknown long-term side effects from these medications. And so, you know, you're torn. Like, do you put your child on medication to hopefully help the symptoms that they're experiencing? But then, like, what's on the other side of that? You know, you just don't know. Um, it can also change their their whole neuropathology in the brain and structurally and hormonally. And so there's like all these things that you consider. So it's not like you go into the doctor because you have a broken bone and they're like, they see a definitive x-ray that says, yes, this bone is broken. This is how we fix it because we've done this so many times before. We know what we're doing. It's going to take six weeks. You're going to be up and walking or, you know, moving your arm or whatever it is. Then you're good to go, right? It's not like that in mental health whatsoever. 
if any of you have gone through this process, you know that, you know, you have to do the evaluation, you have to get the diagnosis. And then, like I said, you have options. You can choose medication if that's what the provider feels might be the best option at the time. Or there's so many different modalities of therapy that's out there that, you know, they can say, try this. It's, it's literally like just trial and error. It's try this kind of therapy. Okay, well, this therapy didn't work or this medication didn't work. So now we're back to the drawing board and here we are and we can try a different therapy and a different medication or we can just, you know, do something completely different where you could do like an inpatient or a support group or it's just insane. And you guys, I have to be completely honest with you. Like this has been part of why I haven't been showing up as much I'm on social and you know, I'm putting stuff out there and it's just because it comes in waves. Like I'm feeling it. So I'm like, okay, I know a part of me just feels like, you know, I got to catch up. I got to catch up. And the struggle's been real. I don't know if it's just with what's been going on with this retrograde and the full moon and the eclipse lately, because I, you know, I believe in that. And I, I, I'm a huge believer in the moon moving tides moves us and does something crazy to us as well. But it's just been it's just been weird and it's been hard because we're at this place with our journey with learning about how to navigate mental health and almost feeling as if we've come to a crossroads of like we've tried all the things now what and when you are waiting there's such a wait to get into these specialized therapies like DBT for example is one of the therapies that we are interested in but there's a long wait for it because there's not a ton of providers in the area that are accepting people right now so it's like now while you're literally in the midst of this mental health crisis you don't have anywhere to turn because all the resources are used up And how do you navigate that? And how does somebody that is trying to support somebody with mental health go about navigating it when they have no idea? They have no idea what the person is feeling, what the person is going through. It can be scary. It can almost be traumatizing for the person that is supporting that person because it's so, there's so much uncertainty to it all. You just don't know. And for me, that's the biggest thing. It's scary because what do we do when we wait? And yeah, there are hotlines and things that you can call in a crisis, but then, you know, you're back to the drawing board again is after that, then what? Then you're still on that waiting list. And it's like for somebody that is going through mental health, that uncertainty for the person that is there supporting is so scary because you just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring or the next 10 minutes. And when you see somebody going through that and somebody in a crisis situation, especially, you feel so helpless. You feel as if you've done all the things, you've turned all the corners, and you are just at this crossroads of what in the hell do I do? And I just wanted to talk about this today. I wanted to, you know, bring it up because like I said, I feel like, yes, we're bringing more awareness to it, but there's still just not a whole lot of support and help out there. You know, we hear about all the things that are happening and we hear about these programs and these types of therapies and things. But when it comes down to actually getting connected with the resources, it is a struggle. So, and I know personally what that feels like. And that's why I just want to talk about it. Because like I said, this is affecting me in real time. And I know that there are so many other people. And so when it comes to like breaking the stigma of mental health and 
finding a realistic approach to addressing it, especially for women and teens right now, because like I said, after the pandemic, those rates skyrocketed. And we're talking millions of teens ages 12 to 17 that are battling major depression and also other things on top of it. Anxiety, PTSD, bipolar disorder. These are things that teens and women, I mean, adults in general, but because this podcast is geared towards women, I'm bringing in those statistics, but it's just staggering and it's scary to know that these are the numbers we're dealing with and the resources don't match. So I want to talk about, you know, like I said, the common mental health issues that we're seeing. Depressive disorder is definitely the most common um, we're seeing, and that's oftentimes paired with anxiety. Women and teens can also become victim of eating disorders and self-harm. They have a higher statistic of attempts in having plans for suicide, but men um, have higher statistics when it comes to actually being um, successful at suicide. And so, you know, the women oftentimes turn to things like eating disorders and self-harm to cope with the pain and the emotions that they are struggling with. Um, a lot of times it's it's the inner work. It's the not feeling worthy enough, but not feeling good enough. You know, the trauma of um, feeling as if they, they could have done more to help whatever situation that they were in or the person that traumatized them. And so they turn to these other coping mechanisms because they've tried things like medication or maybe, you know, this is just this is just surfacing and they haven't tried anything. Maybe they don't even um, have awareness of about what's going on. Maybe they haven't even talked to anybody about it. But regardless, these are usually the things that you would see um, with somebody who is struggling with these types of uh, mental health issues. And these challenges that we face when it comes to mental health is what we see in society and social media and like the the talk and there is this this support that's happening but it's like in your local community when where do you really turn because there really isn't and then the comparison and seeing you know everybody else out there just puts this huge pressure on women and teens especially the hormonal changes in not just teens, but in in women, you know, we go through hormonal changes as we age as well. Um, And so, you know, you talk about things like your hormones and then like the full moon cycles, those are both cycles. And when you are going through a cycle, and I noticed this personally, um, you know, even my mood, and I've never been diagnosed with anything, not to say that I don't have an ounce of anything, right? But um, and never been officially diagnosed with anything. And I notice my mood shifts during my own menstrual cycle and during like the different lunar phases. So I can only imagine what that would be like with somebody that is trying to navigate mental health. Um, and then, of course, the peer pressure and that the comparison and and having um, other people put that on you as if like you're not good enough, what you're doing isn't good enough, you know, the lack of belief in yourself and thinking that, you know, that whatever you're seeing out there is never going to be meant for you. And it just puts you in this downward spiral. And so, you know, when you're navigating depression and anxiety, you're you're vibrating at this very low frequency and your energy just doesn't ever come above like that, that mediocre. And so you never feel good enough. You never are able to really step out of that, that, um, diagnosis and actually see yourself for who you really are and to be able to feel that self-worth. So you go into this downward spiral, but you never really get to a point where you can be at a place where you stop believing 
those things that you tell yourself when you're at that lower frequency. And I know for like for my daughter, there will be days where she'll be really confident. She will feel good about herself. But I also feel like there's a ceiling to that because it it doesn't last very long and it doesn't get above like her her, I would say for her, her, her baseline threshold with that. So, um, it, it's just such a challenge. <sighs> it's such a challenge. Um, and then, you know, the, the I want to talk about the different approaches. We talked about, you know, the different therapies, the talk therapy, the medication. Um, but there's also things like peer support and, Maybe this might be a good idea for people who, you know, aren't comfortable getting out of the house or can't get out of the house or somebody who is just super uh, technical and they feel more comfortable being on like Zoom or in a Facebook group or something. There are tons of groups in there that you can look to. Um, Maybe for teens too, that might be a good idea where they can connect with peers, but um, virtually not in person. And I... I, for one, with a teenager, I advocate as much as possible to get out of the house and to be person to person. But again, you're talking about somebody that has mental health issues that is already struggling with trying to navigate their everyday tasks, like the basic tasks of just getting out of bed sometimes is a struggle. So to have those alternative options is sometimes exactly what they need. And so, you know, for somebody that sees the benefit of getting out of the house, you have to understand, you have to meet the person where they are. And if they can't even get out of bed in the morning, to ask them to go to a support session outside of their home in a strange environment with a bunch of people they don't know, sounds really freaking scary, right? I mean, that can be intimidating for anybody, but especially when you're trying to just navigate the day to day. Um, and it's important to find something that works because for us, like I said, we've gone through we've gone through multiple therapists just to try to connect because if you can't connect with that person, and especially as a mom, wanting to um, support her independence in a, you know letting her go and have that time to herself because I think that's important that she has that. It's also important as the person that is there for her to also try to help and understand her when we're home that it's nice if we can do sometimes like a a therapy session together so that we can be on the same page and I can learn what's going on and maybe some ways to help her, you know, at home or to help coach her through her plan and, you know, all of those things. So to find somebody that fits both personalities that really has the best intentions for the dynamic of the family and what your individual goals are is super important. But this can also be a frustration to therapy in that sometimes it's hard and you have to go through a few therapists to find somebody that you connect with and it can be discouraging. And I can see why a lot of people just give up and say like therapy's not for me because as somebody who's gone through the process, it can be exhausting, especially for the person who is having to retell their story over and over and you know, have another person's perspective. And so it can definitely be a hurdle, but I encourage you if you feel like that is the route you want to go and that you could really benefit from having somebody to just hear you out so that you're not keeping everything inside, just keep working at it and know that there is support out there, but it just might take a little extra effort on your end. And somebody who is struggling with mental health, that could be a challenge in and of itself is to get the motivation and the, um, 
you know, take those action steps to actually reach out. So if you are somebody that is looking for that and you need somebody else, there are resources that you can connect with, um, whether that's, you know, using like two on one, which is what we have in Michigan, which is like an information line that can tell you all the different resources that are available for different categories that you're looking for, or reach out to somebody close to you, maybe a friend or family member and, and say, Hey, you know, do you have time? Could you sit down and maybe help me find a therapist or see who other people are using, you know, reach out. There's lots of support out there if you just go look for it. And I'll be honest, that is the frustrating part. That is the biggest frustration that we have had is that not only are there the lack of resources, but there's, you know, the lack of availability and access to those resources. And you really just have to keep chipping away and throwing things at the wall and hoping that something works out. And it just makes you feel defeated sometimes, especially when you or somebody that you love is suffering with their mental health. But I just please know that those resources are out there. We're still navigating those as well, but it, it has seemed to, is once you make those connections, it seems to be a little bit easier, but definitely support has been huge in helping us to find those resources that are good for us and to be able to have people to go to and say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Or just to have people to talk to has been super helpful. All right. And lastly, I want to talk about the stigma around mental health because it's it's out there. And like I said, it's been getting better, but there is a lot of stigma when somebody has that label and it sucks for the person because, you know, they feel like it's used as an excuse, you know, oh, my depression and my anxiety is so bad that I don't want to leave or I don't want to go to that party or, you know, I don't want to get up and do my work. And it makes it hard for people to hold a job. It makes it hard for teens to go to school, to get stuff done. It makes it hard for some people just to do their daily tasks. And that's asking a lot. So really just gauging where that person is and trying your best to understand If you don't have mental health, you really can't understand what it feels like. So to just empathize and recognize that they're going through something. And I would encourage you to do some research on, you know, particular diagnoses that you are having to navigate through and find credible resources. You know, Google is great, but make sure that you find some evidence-based resources where, you know, there's been multiple studies done or credible sources that you can get facts instead of, you know, just hype news and whatever else is out there. So just educate yourself and ask questions. You know, I think we're terrible at communicating and we assume a lot of things. We assume why the person is doing the things that they're doing or acting or feeling, but we don't usually step away from that assumption to actually just ask, hey, how are you feeling? What's going on? Are there any words that you can put to how you're feeling right now? Is there anything I can do to help? And, you know, that's been a big struggle for us, too, is that when I see my daughter struggling on some days, I just want to know what she's feeling. And I would love to be able to help her. But then there's that time when she really just can't. She can't express what's going on or it's difficult. She doesn't want to talk about it because she's been in her own head. And as a parent, that is very hard because you see your child going through this and you just want to help them. But honestly, what I have learned is that I need to take a step back and I need to just respect that she needs boundaries. And as a parent, when your your child tells you they don't want to talk about it and not right now and they want to walk away from you, it can be really aggravating 
but what has helped me is just to understand that she's in a different place and it it's not a defiant it's not a you know she doesn't want to have authority it's just that's what she's communicating and I need to respect those boundaries and I need to step out of the parent role for a minute and just see her as a peer and hear her you know I haven't done such a good job about just listening to her needs and respecting that yeah she's 17 but also she's an individual and she's going through something that I don't fully understand so I've had to reevaluate how I've parented because of that and I don't like to like I said use it as an excuse to get her out of things or to allow her to get herself out of things so it's it's about that communication and it's about when she is going through those things not attaching a label to it just being there to understand what she's going through in that moment And so while there's a lot of stigma attached to it, I don't think the stigma needs to drive our actions and reactions on how we can help support the people that are going through that. The label doesn't matter because if somebody comes to you and tells you that they're struggling because they're battling cancer or another chronic disease or that they have financial struggles, you know, why why does the label matter? It doesn't. What matters is that somebody is struggling and you recognize that or they come to you and tell you that like what can we do to work through this like whatever it is doesn't matter because the problem at hand is the thing that needs to be helped in that moment not the diagnosis right it's what's going on what can I do to help you in the here and now to navigate this because it's it's literally one day at a time Anybody who is going through something, you know, doesn't we don't need to see the big picture all the time. We don't need to have this answer right here, right now for the big picture. What we need to deal with is what's going on in this moment and take it one step at a time. And that's how I've had to look at it. Because when you look at the big picture, sometimes when you know that this is something that is going to take time, you get really overwhelmed thinking about all the things that need to happen and change in order for you to get to that end goal, whatever that may be. But when you can take it down into just one day at a time, and we're going to get through today, and today is going to be a good day, or today is going to be a not so good day, but either way, I'm here for it, and I'm going to show up, and I'm going to take today for what it is, and hoping that it's a step closer to that bigger picture end goal. And I think for a lot of us, especially who see loved ones that are struggling with this, it's like we want that like snap of the finger and everybody to be cured and all back into that happy place where everybody's well and that's just not how it works. But that's what we want. And when you have goals and you're trying to help somebody navigate through that, that can really hinder how you're able to help them because they need that day-to-day support. Yes, you can have these bigger goals that you're going towards to get them to, you know, from point A to point B, and that's what all the support is for, right? And But the, the focus is, is to one day at a time learn new skills, learn something that they can help to cope better, to um, unearth something that's been bothering them, to be able to fully express emotion, anything, support and celebrate the little things. And make big deals about days when that person who is struggling to just get out of bed and take a shower, celebrate and just say, wow, I'm really proud of you. I know how hard it is for you to get out of bed and I saw all the things that you did today. And I know it's not always easy and I just want to recognize that I see your progress. And 
That's huge, you know, and, and just keep going and just be that support and encouragement. Even those little things, like the things that we take for granted because we don't necessarily struggle with those things. And to that person who beats themselves up all the time for all the things that they can't get done or all the things that they let stand in their way, when somebody recognizes the effort, that is huge because they oftentimes feel like they're not good enough, that they're a disappointment, that they beat themselves up about whatever it is that they're not getting done. And it can make it even worse. So even those small things make a huge difference to somebody. So just, you know, like I said, it's not something that we have any sort of definitive answer to. When you don't have this diagnosis, you don't really understand it fully. And so all you can do is learn, be beside that person, let them know that you're there, support them as best as you can, take it one step at a time. And just know that there is additional support and resources out there. I know it's frustrating. I know sometimes it can be overwhelming, but it's just sticking with it. It's that consistency, that showing up for them, showing up for yourself, making sure that you have the support that you need as you navigate this as well is all super important. So there are things I know that sometimes it just feels like this is a never-ending battle. I I feel you. I get you. I've been there. I'm in it. And it is. It's up and down. And you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So just, just know that prioritize your mental health. Prioritize the person's mental health. Acknowledge it as something that we just need additional support and resources for, right? We're going to do this together. And just know that help is out there. So make sure that you or somebody that needs it seeks that out, finds those uh, credible sources, finds support groups, uses your community resources to just find what you need and don't give up. Don't give up. There's so much out there, even when it's hard. You don't have to do this alone. And I know we always are flooded with the bad, the statistics, you know, the things of that we see people struggling with addictions and mental health and all the things. But there is hope. And recovery is possible. And there is hope that there is going to be a systemic change at some point. So I have to just keep telling myself that it's one day at a time. For me, for her, for anybody that is going through this, there is hope. And there are ways to get better. But doing it alone sucks. And this person that is struggling with this, as well as the people around that are supporting this person, need to be together and they need to find a village that can help them heal together. We're not meant to do this alone. We're not meant to heal alone. The people that are struggling are the people that need it the most, that are often the most isolated, that are stigmatized, that don't feel like reaching out. And so we have to know that to be able to step in and understand and just sit with them. Listen. You don't have to give advice. You don't have to have the answers. Just be present and let the person know that you're there and that you're willing to take it one day at a time. And I am not a professional in this space, in the mental health space. I just have my own experience. You know, I have a little bit of a background in psychology and understanding, but there are so many moving parts to one single diagnosis, let alone, you know, compounding diagnoses and what that looks like and how do you navigate that? You know, I'm not that go-to person. I'm just here to offer that support in, in knowing that 
you know, these are things that I am struggling with too. And I recognize the whole mental health crisis. I see it. And we just need to keep having more conversations about it. And as somebody who is going through it in real time, uh, I just felt like it's something that is important to address. And I know that there's so many of you out there that can relate, and that's why I'm showing up, not to be the professional and have the answers, but I am here to offer support, and if there's anything that resonated with you in this episode or you're going through similar, please feel free to reach out to me. You know, we can be there to support one another and just go through this together because the people that are in that supporting role need to be supported as well. So if that's you, please feel free to reach out to me anytime. And I encourage you, like I said, to just get familiar with the resources that are in your area. Find a support group, whether that's online or in person, and make sure to find credible resources to just get to know what you're what you're dealing with, what the just like a, a 101 on whatever diagnosis or situation or things that have helped other people. Just get curious, ask questions if you don't know, ask the person that is going through it, and really just help yourself better understand. And that's all you can really do. Um, and that's all that I've been able to do. And also, if you have any offerings that you can give me around this, I would absolutely love to hear what has worked for you or some resources that you've used to help navigate something similar. And I welcome that. But yeah, I know this is a heavy episode and I just, like I said, feel it is a much needed topic. And I hope to see more of a breakthrough with our mental health system. It is very frustrating and it makes it very difficult to navigate. And when somebody that you love is struggling with it, it can be really disheartening and I completely understand why the system has failed so many people, and I feel like there is no excuse for that, and we need to start recognizing, we need to start opening up, we need to start voicing what it is that we need so that we can start becoming part of the change. All right, you know I'm here if you ever need anything, and if you want to connect, I'll put the link in the show notes, but like I said, it's on my social media, and if you want additional support, hop in our Facebook group. It's private. It's an open space to talk about anything. Everything that's discussed stays in the group, so you know if you need that support group, we're here for you. We're also there to celebrate the wins, so it's not just about, you know, hey, I'm having all these problems. It's, hey, how can we grow together? So... I'll put everything in there for you, girl, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks again for tuning in. Love you, love you.